Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Alberta reached a specific and important milestone as far as vaccination numbers are concerned, which will help lead toward the July 1st opening of the province, which the Premier has announced. Premier Kenny, thank you for the time. Tell us about that milestone you reached. Well, thanks to about 2.7 million Albertans getting the jab, we've stuck it to COVID in a real way, uh, surpassing our key 70% threshold of those who've had uh, at least a first dose um, amongst the eligible population. Those are Albertans 12 and above. And uh, so with that, we have a two-week lag, of course, until the full uh, protective power of those vaccines uh, come into force. That means Canada Day, July the 1st, we will be open for summer and open for good. The first province in Canada that is fully open, we're dropping all public health restrictions, except for a few that relate to uh, long-term care uh, and hospitals for vulnerable seniors. So it's great news. And uh, today we'll be reporting our lowest COVID numbers in Alberta since uh, August of last year. Uh, Things are really going in the right direction. And I just want to say thank you to Albertans for uh, rising to the call. So there, there was Ipsos polling for Global News, and uh, there are significant numbers of Canadians who, who would not want to be vaccinated or are not sure they want to be vaccinated, who might, in fact, be persuaded by a lottery such as the one you announced for the province of Alberta and a similar um, lottery that's being with less money involved because Manitoba doesn't have as much money as Alberta, of course. I know that's a yeah, bad well, that's a bad joke. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but but talk to us about the, the the lottery and the response to it, and and why you initiated this. Yeah. Well, Roy, we, we um, our polling indicates that about eighty five percent of Albertans are open to or willing to get vaccinated. Uh, there's about ten to fifteen percent who are. About 10% hardcore won't get vaccinated, and, and there's no persuading those folks. Another few percent who are disinclined, and they're probably going to be the latecomers when, it, when they are able finally to accept the safety of the vaccines. But between the 70% we're at now and the um, 80 uh, and 85 who are open to getting it, there's about a 15-point gap in our population that haven't yet got the vaccines, but we think are open to it. And so those are just the latecomers. Those are folks who, well, for one reason or another, uh, they're just super busy, has, they haven't gotten around to it yet, maybe, um, or maybe they're, I think a lot of them are younger guys in particular who, um, you know, healthy, and they, they kind of tend to think they're um, immortal a little bit. And so it's just not personal health stuff like this maybe isn't their top priority. So for some of those folks, we're just making giving them an extra reason uh, to hurry up and get the job. And that's why uh, a couple of weeks back, we rolled out the Open for Summer Lottery, um, three $1 million prizes. We've also added a bunch of fun uh, travel uh, packages from WestJet and Air Canada. And today I'm announcing uh, 635 prizes from the Calgary Stampede, free admission and, and rides and a bunch of other stuff. So we're going to keep, and we have a fun one coming up. We haven't announced it yet, but it's going to be a, a special draw uh, for uh, hunters and fishermen, people will just stay tuned for the details. But it's going to be uh, very much for the, those folks who, who like uh, the outdoors and, and things like hunting and fishing. We're going after every bit, everyone in the population who's open to the vaccine hasn't got it yet. And by the way, since we launched, launched the lottery, we saw in, we have been experiencing a decline in first dose demand. But from that date, we saw a very 
noticeable spike up. So it seems to have worked. Yeah, that's that's good news. And, uh, you know, we public health officials are telling us we should make sure that we're all double vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can, or at least have one shot as quickly as possible, because there's concern about this Delta variant. How does that Delta variant, if it does, fit into the opening date for July 1st for Alberta? Well, we've taken all of that into account, and the, the, the science is clear that the vaccines uh, uh, com- are hugely powerful against all of the known variants, including Delta, also known as the B1617 or Indian variant. Um, in fact, there was a study done by Public Health England. Of course, in- Britain has had um, some Delta variant outbreaks in the last few weeks. But what was unique about Britain is couple of things. Uh, They had done no vaccination uh, amongst people under the age of 30 until quite recently. So there was, you know, millions of of Britons between 12 and and 30 years of age who had no protection. And that meant that that in some areas, um, the Delta variant started to spread very quickly in that segment of the population. We're pretty healthy, obviously. Um, But they've done a lot of research. And the the takeaway is this, that the uh, the, the mRNA vaccines are 94% protective on the first dose against hospitalization for the Delta variant and 96% protective against hospitalization on the second dose. Um, and, and AstraZeneca, the protection levels are a little bit lower, but they're still very, very strong. So the, the solution to the Delta variant is just getting more people vaccinated. I can tell you here in Alberta, Half of our cases are in one fairly small area of Calgary where we've got 76% of people vaccinated. So we're going to keep an eye on it. Um, but what, And one thing people have to get used to, Roy, because I do hear a lot of, you know, there are some voices out there in the debate who are seem almost to be promoting fear, uh, almost to the point of hysteria every time we get a new variant. Um, look, we have to get used to the fact that there will constantly be an evolution of this disease in new variants. The most contagious variants will become the dominant strains over time. COVID will continue to circulate. Some people will get sick. Some people will get hospitalized and some people will pass away. But right now, we are at a lower level of daily deaths from COVID than we typically are from the conventional flu. We have to learn to manage this and live with it, much like we do uh, the conventional flu influenza. I agree. It's It's endemic. It's going to be around for a long time. And we do have to manage it. Premier, if I could just get you, because I know you've tweeted on this, could I just get you to comment quickly on... The, uh, the the two Senate seats for the province of Alberta, and you have a message for the Prime Minister on that. Yeah, so a lot of folks outside of Alberta may not realize, Roy, that we have a pretty strong tradition of holding, believe it or not, Senate elections in Alberta. And we've actually had a bunch of, of our elected senators appointed to Canada's Senate. This started way back in the 80s. Um, when Prime Minister Mulroney appointed uh, Alberta's first elected senator. We've always been advocates of Senate democracy out here and uh, wanting a stronger voice for the regions and provinces in the Canadian Parliament, uh, much like every other democratic federation, the UK, um, Australia, Germany, etc. And and so we've been pushing hard for 40 years out of Alberta for a more powerful and a democratic Senate. Um, our government has kept a campaign commitment to bring back Senate elections. We'll be holding them this October the 18th. And uh, now the thing is, we have two of our six Senate seats are currently vacant and have been for about six months. 
uh, one of the, our previous senators uh, sadly passed away, another resigned. And we're just asking, we passed a motion through Alberta's legislature this past week, asking the Prime Minister to please keep those vacancies open so that he can then appoint the folks chosen by Albertans rather than a hand-picked federal candidate. We want Alberta voters, as we've done in the past several times, to choose who will represent them in the upper chamber. And, and we think it would be an insult to Alberta voters and the principle of democracy for the prime minister to ignore our democratic tradition in this province of choosing our own senators. I absolutely concur. The provinces should make the decisions. But when it comes to Alberta, even on the 150th birthday of uh, this country, I think it was the 150th birthday, Mr. Trudeau forgot for some reason. You, you remembered that, eh? I do remember that. And I don't think it was an accident either, Premier. So just a point Well, Al- Roy, as I've said on your show before, um, Albertans are, I believe, proud Canadians. And boy, we're going to have a great Canada Day party this summer with um, the open for, uh, the day we lift all public health restrictions. And we're proud to have just been a big part of building modern Canada. So many Canadians from coast to coast have come here for new beginnings and, and, and to enjoy opportunity. And we've shared uh, like $620 billion net contribution to the rest of the country. So we played an oversized role. And all we ask is for a bit of respect. And I don't think it's too much to ask that one province that chooses to elect its own senators should have those choices respected. Particularly since Quebec, uh, 281 members of the federal government, uh, members of parliament, just agreed with the Bloc Québécois that Quebec should be have the right to be declared a nation and have the right to arbitrarily amend the Constitution. But we don't have time to get into that, Premier. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.